For many franchisees, the buying journey begins when they're raving fans of a business, like a fitness studio or an ice cream shop. Somewhere along the way, the light bulb goes on that, hey, this might be a fantastic business to own or run. In this episode of the Franchise Rising podcast, Aubrey Kodir sheds light on the importance of knowing your values, which will help you hone in on the best fit franchise for you. It's finding and understanding who you are as a person. Do you want to be innovative and work with invo- like being involved in and improving systems, or are you safer and more secure following this is exactly what you need to do? Just because you love a business and think it has a ton of potential doesn't mean it's the right one for you. Are you a woman who's considered investing in a franchise or running one yourself? Are you searching for honest information to help you make the best decision for your future? Have you ever worried about whether the information you're finding has your best interests in mind? We're here to help. Welcome to Franchise Rising. I'm your host, Aaron Carpenter. Let's get going. Welcome to the Franchise Rising podcast. This is the show where experts, franchisees, and franchisors share stories, strategies, and expert advice for women who want to own or invest in a franchise. The information on the show is not intended as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy a franchise and is for information purposes only. Let's get started with today's show. Today we have a very exciting guest on the show. This is <laughs> Aubrey Coderre from C Squared Social. Aubrey is the national sales manager for C Squared Social. She has an extensive uh, experience, has extensive experience in franchising. Aubrey and I actually have worked together in the past, yes. and I am just I'm thrilled to bring her back in. I'm excited to knowledge. be here. This yeah. is great. This yeah. is a good mission, and it's I think it's really great that you're focusing on empowering women getting into the space because. We do really well when we're here, so you know, don't be scared to jump in. It's a, it's a good good place to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Aubrey is not a franchisee, not. nor a franchisor. No. However, <laughs> she has worked with both for a long time, and her company actually works specifically with franchisors and franchisees. Yeah, we actually yeah. we support the yeah. whole model. So um, yes, yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about you, your background beyond what I just said, okay. and then we can dive into the topic that we're going to discuss for today. Perfect. So I actually got back or got into franchising almost four years ago now. So I'm pretty new to the space, but it's something that I, I found to really love and enjoy. Um, I got my start at Zorical Profiles. So I've always been in a franchise support role. So I'm what's known as a supplier in the franchise industry. Um, but at Zorical, we were uh, working with franchisors to help them make sure franchisees that came into the system, the system was good for them and that the franchisors were a good fit. So it was all about compatibility, making sure that what decisions you made, you'd be successful in. And so being in that space, um, having a background in behavior, I got to really get ingrained in the model. I made a lot of really great connections. I learned a lot about how franchising works and I fell in love with it. And to be quite frank, I, I didn't realize how big it was. Like, okay. And so hang on real quick. I talk fast. You do great. I don't mean to intervene other than to say break it, franchising. Remember, this is another language. So when we talk about mm. the system and the model, what Aubrey is talking about is any franchise brand or company is often referred to as having a system. Right. Because they put together a system that they're growing and they're, and they're packaging this up for other people to buy and buy into that system. That's It's a growing model. So, Correct. Yeah. yeah. So everyone has their kind of brand practices, brand standards. 
um, and their own processes that makes each brand unique from the other one, even if they're both in pet grooming or ice cream or whatever, they all have their own secret sauce. And so that's the, the system that we refer to. But yeah, so I started at Zorkle. I was there and then moved on to a cybersecurity firm. And now I'm here. I'm at C-Squared Social and we're a digital marketing agency. So I really get to see a lot about the branding and the success and the recruitment and all that kind of secret, again, the secret sauce that each one has to kind of function and grow. So it's really exciting to be a part of that kind of milestone piece. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk a lot about the secret sauce and I hear it and it's something that brands just guard and keep like crazy. They don't want to let it out of the box. And obviously, you know, for a reason, just like any sort of intellectual property, if right. you will. I mean, this is something they've built and developed and they're they're selling and they have to protect it for future franchisees. Is it really all of that secret, though? Let's be honest. Like, I mean, how many... Whether you're talking about a, a yogurt franchise or a yoga franchise or a senior <laughs> care or is it really all that secret? I think is that the secret to their success? Just what's packaged up that you're going to go in and write a check and, and they're going to be there to support you and you're on your way and off to off to dreamland. And you know, if it was that easy, I think it'd be great. There's, there's something to be said with the secret sauce. I think it's more about um, understanding where you fit, what drives you. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, they're filling territories with a model. But just because a system is a system doesn't mean the system will work for everybody. And so uh, shout out to Zoracle. One of the things that I learned there was that, you know, your values, what motivates you, what drives you is really important for you to be successful long term. Yeah. And also with franchise models, you know, we have our what's called an emerging brand. So a baby brand that maybe just has a corporate location or a couple of, of locations. Those operate so differently than... Right you know, your legacy brands like a McDonald's. So it's finding and understanding who you are as a person. Do you want to be innovative and work with like being involved in and improving systems or are you safer and more secure following? This is exactly what you need to do. There are steps in every system regardless of emerging to enterprise, but some require more hands-on engagement or maybe even encourage and foster that while other systems are going to say like, nope, we know this works and this is what we want you to do. So there are, I think, the rotations of the secret sauce in that way, and that they they kind of are. But you know, generally, you're buying a business; it's an right. investment. But there's there are yeah, there are yeah. those little those little things. When Aubrey shared this idea of connecting your values with a franchise that aligns, I reflected on some conversations that I've had with other franchisees whose buying journey took an unexpected turn. With that in mind, I asked Aubrey to dive a little deeper into this theme of values and fit. So we were talking about Zoracle and you mentioned how um, it is important to know your values and, you know, this whole idea of a secret sauce and every single company, every brand will have something different to it. But it's also important to know that you might start off thinking that you want to own one kind of franchise and then you realize that another one is a better fit for you. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So, and and I just spoke with Debbie Liu from College Nannies, Cities, Sitters and Tutors. And she went in thinking that she wanted to own a business that had to do with dogs. And it turned out because of some of her values and goals and going through that discovery, self-discovery process, she realized that she was a better fit, that another brand was a different fit for her mm-hmm. in this in a totally different category. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. franchising is super expansive. I don't think people, I, the biggest lesson for me when I got into franchising was really how huge it was. Almost anything probably and everything has been franchised at some point. So Going into it, I, I 
would encourage in that research process and what you think you want to do, while you may be right, at the end of the day, you come back to the fact that, oh, I'm going to be a, a I don't know, a, a makeup studio owner or something. There's a lot of different available systems. And so the other thing you really have to look at and assess in becoming a business owner is you will be a business owner. So are you going to be a hands-on? Or are you going to be a passive? I mean, these are questions that you have to really look at and find an answer to when you're making that decision because there's so many different approaches that you can take into this industry, into this space. And so I think that needs to be considered and may shift what you thought you were so dead set on doing to right. completely bringing you to a new opportunity. Right. And then when you do have the right fit, I mean, ideally that's going to what, what's going to be what puts you on the road towards thriving, success, right. growing, whatever that means. We mm-hmm. have to be careful when we say success. Um, I've heard, but <laughs> we all so, define, it our, define it our own ways. Yeah. And I think that ties nicely back to the reason we brought you in here, Aubrey, to start is really to talk about one of the things that has helped accelerate your career and right. that is also fundamental when it comes to franchisees in addition to finding the right fit. So once you start a business, it can also often be isolating. Right. Even as a franchisee. And the, and going into a franchise system, you have the benefits of being part of a community and a right. network. So the topic we had in mind was networking. Networking and is fun. How important it and is. essential. Yeah. So it, tell us. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're going into a franchise system, obviously one of the benefits is that you are in a community of owners. So people that have gone through similar struggles or have kind of paved the way for you, right? That's the in business for yourself, but not by yourself tagline that you'll so often hear. But you can't, you have to, you have to network, you have to learn. Whatever background you're coming into or coming in with is great, but I promise you there's something that you you are not good at or something that you didn't know you were going to need. And so when I started in franchising, I was in my late 20s. I'll say that. Maybe I sound a little bit older. I didn't know what I was doing and I, I didn't know anybody. My first event in franchising Two weeks after I started my job was the International Franchise Association Convention, and that's huge. There's 4,000-plus people there. We have people from all types of brands, franchisees, franchisors, and at that point, I didn't even understand the difference of franchisor and franchisee, so I was just you know, totally blown away, but my first mentor, my first boss, Rebecca, was like, you need to get out there and you need to meet these people, and fortunately, I have no problem talking to anybody. I could probably talk okay. to a wall. So I really took <laughs> <laughs> I took that time to just be like, okay, let me first understand the space and then start meeting these people. And I needed to rely on the community of support that franchising offers to us as suppliers, as kind of corporate professionals. Um, we have Franchise Business Network meetings, which are actually open to franchisees as well. Mm-hmm. So you could totally look those up. But Are those all around the country? They're all around the country. So there's different... San Diego, yeah. Rebecca and I run San Diego. There's Orange County. There's Atlanta. So you can find those um, on franchise.org. But um, they're everywhere. And so I was like, you know what? Let me... Yeah, let me do that. Let me go ask the questions. Let me meet these yeah. people. And it completely... I think for me, it was just a huge benefit. And I don't see how it couldn't be a benefit for anybody. I mean, even how I know you is... Right. Through networking from right. Carmen or I, at this, I can't even trace it back, really. But it's so important. Like, do not put yourself in a silo, even though this is new and it's stressful. There are people that are willing to help. And if you ask for help, you're going to get it. But if you try to, I think, be stubborn and, you know, this is my business and I'm going to do it my way, you certainly shouldn't have bought a franchise if that's right. your kind of line of thinking. I mean, there's people there to support you. So it's just critical. Yeah, and I think 
Like with so many women, I think that's something that we're, well, I mean, I guess a lot of us are introverts too and have a hard time speaking to new people and reaching out and reaching out <laughs> for help. But we are, we are mostly more likely to ask for help, I, I would say. I think so. And I know it's a, it's a stereotype, a little bit of a generalization, and it's just based on what I've observed and what I feel personally. But <laughs> but we do. But, like, but, but it is helpful. Yeah, there's yeah. a community. And, and I think especially... And, and again, this is my personal experience being kind of younger. Um, I was able to reach out to these really stellar, incredible women who have had these amazing backgrounds, these amazing careers, and have just gone through all facets of franchising. And they're more than happy to pass that torch. You know, like, this is what we saw. This is what we recommend. I, I mean, without that, I definitely, I think I'd be in a different place yeah. than I am. So I so can't say enough about that. Yeah, so don't hide behind your computer and try to just research and learn everything. Right. Like, get out there, make those connections, because sometimes you don't know where another connection will lead. Mm-hmm. And regarding the network, so, Aubrey, do you, let's say I buy a franchise, okay? Right. And, you know, it's a baked goods franchise, and I'm sitting there baking away. <laughs> <laughs> making my cookies. Decorating make, my cupcakes. Making my, cu- making yeah. my cookies and cupcakes. <laughs> making the community happy. And, uh, yeah, selling my goods. I'm doing great. And the um, the brand has provided me with connections either through a Facebook group or something else to other franchisees. Mm-hmm. Do I stop there? Like, does it make sense for me to even go to these conferences? And I'm talking I'm talking about franchise conferences that are designed for people from many different kinds of franchises. Right. Yeah, I would say never stop. You know what? Never stop Why? learning. Why is it worth my time? To, <coughs> I'm a me. very busy business owner. Right. And I have to be selective about my time. Why right. do I need to go? And talk to people in a totally different franchise system. What what am I going to? What would be that? the value of that, right? Um, I, I don't mean to sound totally ignorant. I'm no, just, no, no, no. But I think that's a really common question when you're when you're talking about somebody that's running a business, that's managing employees, that is managing a household, even or you know your pets or whatever it is. I think it's important for so many reasons to continue to enrich your experience in the space. And so maybe you're going to learn, you know, the kind of the general franchise world what things are happening in the industry, all that good stuff. But it might be somebody from a completely different concept or background that can say, hey, I've been through this at some level. Maybe they started at as a bakery franchisee and now they are location owner of a portfolio of 50 different brands. I don't, you know, it's just really, I think it, one, mm. energizes you. When mm. you're stuck every day, like, oh, I'm making this and this was my passion and now oh it feels God. like a, a, yeah, you need to get away from that and you need to be, inspired by other people's success you need to learn by their pitfalls or what they've done because they'll tell you and so it's always when there are events I think that it should always be a priority and it's still work you're still working you're just doing it with other people right so no that's and that's a really good point that you're going to be inspired by stories of people who have crossed over into different brands and I think a lot of a lot of people start off saying oh yeah I want to run my own thing have my own business and a lot of them may not even think about future possibilities beyond yeah. one concept right away. Or if they do, they don't know how they're going to get there. So what I hear you say is we go to these, you go to these conferences and you're going to meet other franchisees who may have been in your shoes and have you know climbed the ranks and, mm-hmm. and now they have an empire. Right. And, and it's, it's su- just actually next month is the multi-unit franchisee conference. So next month. next month, multi-unit conference in Vegas is great. So it's packed with educational seminars. How many people are there? Um, Probably I'd say at least a thousand. I mean, it's a big it's a big show. So you have a lot of brands there. So if you were considering being a multi-unit franchisee, you could okay, go what's look. what's a multi-unit franchisee? Multi-unit franchisee is someone who owns multiple 
either brands or locations. So it can be that you own 10 bakeries. It can be that you own, you know, a pet shop and a bakery and a financial planning company, but it's just somebody who's really expanding their footprint. And so learning about that, I mean, multi-unit has a publication there or it's franchise update media. You can see success stories from those people. You can see, you know, they, they talk about when they started, why they started, how many units did they start with? You know, sometimes you can buy a multi-pack. So you can instantly start as a franchisee with, you know, three locations or a huge territory that you can develop and grow out. So buy in bulk and save. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just get ready to open them in three years. So there's a lot of opportunities for ownership in different ways. And again, I, I really would encourage, you know, that if you're taking this route and you should, it's really exciting that you just get the education. Don't just say, I own this business and get caught in, don't get caught in the action of solely operating the business. Learn how to make it better and, and get excited and, and meet your peers. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about opening a franchise? I have. I have. And I, I, really? I think you can't not once you're in it, right? Ah. Um, but I also think because I'm here, you know, you you will see trends in franchising, right? Like, yeah. so maybe it's pokey or maybe it's yoga or maybe it's, so I think that with the knowledge I've had, I, I would really, even knowing what I know, it would take me a long time to make that decision personally. Yeah. Cause it's just like, Oh, well maybe, maybe I'll be excited about something else. You know, uh, I'm definitely still, I'm still a shiny object chaser. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And maybe I'll grow out of that, but <laughs> you know, it's it's a, it's important to know who you are. You know? Right, right. Well, and also being smart about it because you'll know that if you buy something that's going to be really popular for a while, like yeah, kind of maybe. I mean, even that considering an exit strategy, like this is going to be good for five years, and then I'm going to sell it and get the next one. Maybe I think that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. We'll see. But yeah, I just think networking, education, mentorship are just so. So critical. Okay, so when I think, okay, so I think networking, I think education, mentorship, and then I think of Google with the blank cursor. Where do I go for all three of these? Like, I mean, how can I, there are millions and millions and millions of websites and pages that I can research, and I can spend all day going down the Google rabbit mm -hmm. hole. Mm -hmm. That's true. Can you just help us focus a little bit more? Like, give us, you know, three critical networking. You talked about the FBN earlier, but three critical conferences to attend. So from what I've seen now in this space and, and kind of, we'll say like the credible route or the people that really are part of a great, great part of the foundation of franchising, right? So the first thing is the International Franchise Association. They really support I mean, they are the governing body of franchising, right? So that's franchise.org is their website. And so there is information there for prospective franchisees. Franchisors are there. They're publishing information as well. So it's a really great resource of information, like a wealth of it. You can look and see where conferences are coming up for franchise shows. But I would start there. It talks about all the legislation. It talks about all the things that we're doing as a community in franchising. Um, if you were looking for overarching information, that's the first place to go. The other two recommendations I would make for education and just where you can start to get brand exposure online is the Franchise Update Media Group, because like I said, they have that multi-unit conference. And I would also recommend Franchise Business Review. And what Franchise Business Review does is they go in and they survey franchisees for their satisfaction, and then they're given scores. So these are anonymous surveys for the brands. 
they publish them and you can really get a bird's eye view from the overall kind of averages of the franchisees. And so they report the bad stuff too. So this isn't just a, you know, everybody's perfect um, scenario. So I would really encourage people to look there as well. Yeah, we've pulled some stats from the Franchise Business Review's uh, Women women in Franchising report that they published last year. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely some great stuff in there, and I can include a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, and Michelle Rowan, she's their, I believe Michelle is their CEO. She's amazing. That's a, that's a woman in franchising to watch. You know, like she's energetic, she's positive, she has a great team. They all are amazing, but I would, I would really encourage people to look there for some statistics. Okay, that's really good to know. Yeah. Is there anywhere else? Anything else? Franchise Rising. Is it? <laughs> Franchise Rising, that's right. <laughs> it's a great resource. Um, I, I would, honestly, there's, there is a lot. There's just a lot of places to go. Questions, what specific things would you be looking for within that education if you're looking to grow your franchise? Like if I was coming in as a newbie with yeah. what I know now? Yeah. Um, well, and it, it kind of goes, again, back, the first question, or the first, one of the first things we were talking about is, you know, in your secret sauce, are you somebody who's comfortable with um, kind of helping create the rules or are you somebody who enjoys following a standard set where there's no no kind of play in that? That's the first thing I think people really need to consider before they're thinking about brands or anything like that. Because let's say you love the idea of, I don't know, fresh squeezed juice or holistic foods or whatever, but there aren't any really established brands yet but you're also not comfortable with helping create a system, I don't care how passionate you are about those ideas, you likely will really struggle in the model if there's only emerging brands available. Do you know what I mean? So I think first, the first thing you have to do, what am I comfortable with doing? How far outside of my box am I willing to go? Thing number one. Thing number two, how much money do I have? Right? Like, again, if you like something but you can't buy it or you're not going to get qualified, who cares? So those are some really critical things you need to look at. And then I think, um, I I just saw a post you had made, Felina had said, there's no such thing as work-life balance. Find something that you love. And I'm really stretching my memory here. Yeah. She she just said it last night, actually, at the Women in Entrepreneurship event at San Diego State University. She said, there's no such thing. It's it's baloney. She said... Mm -hmm. You wrap your business around your life and your life around your business. Right, right. And especially when you own it, right? Like there's that other reality right. that I think people have to shift from is like if you're coming from a corporate background or or maybe you're a serial entrepreneur, I don't know. But there are all these moving parts that really, really, really you need to stop and think about. Like not just like, oh, I love pets, so I'm definitely opening a pet grooming thing or oh my gosh, I love makeup, so I'm going to open. It's While that plays a very critical role, like you do need to be excited and you need to be passionate, not the only piece, right? And I guess that's something that I've heard has really, you know, sometimes people just get caught up in that excitement. And so it's you, you need to be realistic. Like this is your life. This is your investment. And obviously you are going to give it everything you can. But sometimes... That's not enough enough. to make it happen, you know? And I've been in a situation, not as a business owner, but, you know, as an employee where I was just like, I can do this. I can do anything. I'm I'm good. I'm smart. I'm strong. And and it didn't work. And that was devastating. So to have that happen as something I had invested money in and that I owned and that I loved, I would would never want to feel that. So I'd really encourage people to take this time when you're considering this path, like, 
set yourself up for success. Like really, really, really education. education. Yeah. Networking. Don't just jump into the first thing you see, the first thing you hear about. Like it can work, right? There's always those like magic moments where just everything aligns. But I just think the key is to be realistic with yourself. Be honest with yourself and take that time to like, this is what you're going to be doing. So it's more serious. Just commit to it. Yeah, commit. Be be ready to commit. Commit, but commit to understanding what it all looks like as a a full picture, not just, oh, I'm a business owner now. Yeah. No, so it's it's really good advice. Yeah. What's the best business? I mean, that's great advice for anyone and any woman looking to buy a franchise. Yeah. What's the best business advice you've ever heard? My... uh, you know, I think about that and I've been given a lot of little nuggets, but I think the biggest thing for me or the thing that it was just to always be authentic and always be honest, right? And so it kind of kind of circles back to what I was just saying. If you are breaking into something new or you're trying to do something new or think about it for buying a franchise, you have to interview with a franchisor. So maybe you're like, you know what? I really want these guys to like me. So I'm going to act like I'm this way because I think that's what they want to hear you, again, are setting yourself up for unrealistic expectations in an unrealistic relationship because you can't maintain these two personas. So um, just committing to who you are, right, and owning that, that's the best thing you can, I think you can do for yourself. And it's actually quite liberating. It is really liberating. And it's also, (laughs) you know, because it's about fit. Right. When you're a franchisee, it's about fit when you're going out for a job. It's about fit when you're hiring someone. And at the end of the day, if you're trying to be someone you're not, yeah. then eventually that's going to come back to bite you. And it's easy to fall in the trap of wanting to please. Totally. And I it's, think a woman thing, right? Sometimes we can, we can be, do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, we don't want to be disliked. You mm-hmm. know, we've been raised to say, hey, you know, you want to be likable. You want to conform. You want to, you know, don't break the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so right. this is, and, and there's a lot of validity to that, absolutely. But you just, the more you move along, the more comfortable you get in your own skin. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, that's really good advice. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's it's my favorite. I think, you know, sometimes people aren't going to like you. And we're taught that maybe that's not the best thing. But I think that's, it actually is the best thing. thing. For me. <laughs> yeah. I'm I mean, still working on the being that that takes a big skin. who doesn't give a you-know-what. Yeah. You, gotta, but, you, gotta, you know, we all got to get a little tough. And you have to be tough to be a business owner. Can't. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna deal with some employees and ugh, all kinds of fun stuff. So, you know, <laughs> thick skin. That's another good piece of advice I, I've gotten from some really big people in franchising. Actually, just <laughs> don't take it personal. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, that's and good. show up. Actually, there. That that's what it is. Oh, show up. Like be uh-huh. present. Like get involved. Be engaged. That is literally for me. I think that's the best advice. If you show up and you do it and you reach out, mm-hmm. you'll be good. That's actually my favorite piece. Right. Someone told me that. I like Show it. up. I definitely like that. Two words. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about my, let's go to my final question. Okay. Who are the women in franchising that are rocking it? Oh my gosh. So there's a lot. This is the exciting thing, right? We get, we have a lot of really great uh, female leadership and I've been really fortunate to work with some pretty killer ladies. Jenna Lamb has been awesome. She was one of my clients who was a franchisor and is now a franchisee. She's part of Nothing But Cakes, and she was, she's taken over her own territory. The only um, cake that I'll eat, for the most part, Isn't the not the best? No, she, I, I'm serious. Uh, I don't like cakes, but we order from Nothing But Cakes for every single one of our kids' birthdays and our birthdays. Oh, um, it's so good. That's just a total unofficial plug from Yeah. 
Thank you, Nothing Bun Cakes. <laughs> yeah, she actually, we were at a conference together, Leadership and Development, and she was speaking, or one of the speakers, and she brought a bunch of the mini bun cakes. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, please. And so the next session I sat and I was just shoving it in my face. It's delicious. But Jenna's really amazing because, you know, she's part of building a brand. Now she's a franchisee. And then there's people like Marianne O'Connell, like my mentors, Marianne O'Connell, Rebecca Monet, Deb Evans. You know, these people are available. They're, they've taught me a lot. They've been through a lot. You know, they've, they've done their time in franchising. And then you have, I don't know, there's a lot of really amazing women founders that are coming out. Not so many that I, I know very well, but I just really feel fortunate to be working with these women who and my mind are kind of trailblazers. I don't know. I like I just it. think they're so they're so inspiring and just to a lot of indi- industries are so male dominated, right? Like yeah. I used to work with the military. I've been in sales for a long time. And you see these women and they just kick butt, you know, and they're tough cookies and yeah. they yeah. were, you know, there's more and more women every day that are coming into these yeah. these spaces and great. so yeah it's so exciting and and you know we're looking to help increase those numbers and, and you know just to set the record straight there are phenomenal men in franchising and totally. in business as well so i i want to just make that clear that this is really about balance and inclusiveness and and yeah and, and really the focus just happens to be on women who mm-hmm. are looking to move into this space so yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know that thank you for mentioning all those notable women for yeah. the ones i don't know i would love to reach out to them and yeah, I you know, bring them on the show. So. You should. They're awesome. They're super, they kill it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good ones. And I hope that some of the people that listen to this show become, you know, the next wave of killer franchisees that Me just too. dominate and become area developers and, you know, are speakers at seminars and shows. And it's an exciting space. You guys are in for a fun, a fun ride. It's great. Yeah. Aubrey, where can we find you? Ah, on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> LinkedIn, Aubrey LinkedIn. Codier. Our website, csquaredsocial.com. I don't know. I'm there. I'm on the internet all the time. Instagram. That's what we do. Oh, I do have an Instagram. It's Aubrey Jean. Aubrey Jean. Three E's. Okay. Same with Twitter. So A U B R E E E Jean. I want to give a big thank you to Aubrey for sharing her expertise on this episode. You can find her in all of the show notes at franchiserising.com slash eight. Next week, we have an exciting show lined up for you. Our guest, Katie Smith the owner of a cookie cutters franchise shares her story. Katie's a mother of four, a year into a cookie cutters franchise, and she has so much to share, but you're going to have to hear it from her for yourself. If you want to get notified when that episode's up, just go ahead and hit subscribe or go to franchiserising.com slash subscribe, and we'll see you next week. I know that time is one of the precious things you don't get back. And I really appreciate you taking your time to listen to the Franchise Rising podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to the show. If you'd like to hear more, hit subscribe. Or if you don't know how to subscribe, just go to FranchiseRising.com slash subscribe and we'll guide you to the right place there. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you.